I'd like to share with you today about healthy guilt and unhealthy guilt. And the reason why I'm bringing this up again, because we've talked about this in another episode, was I gave a presentation to a networking group and we had called this Navigating the Guilt Maze for Women in Business. And the women that I presented to gave such great feedback. And I wanted to share this with you because they felt that it helped them look at guilt differently. And then what we're going to do is also give you some ways to be able to ease that guilt. So if you're ready, buckle up and we're going to go through some healthy guilt and unhealthy guilt so that we can navigate this maze a little bit better. Hi, I'm Brenda Reese, freedom and forgiveness coach and a person just like you that is learning to navigate life and all of its challenges. I teach a forgiveness process like no other. It's a blend of practical and spiritual forgiveness. This process guides you into knowing how unforgiveness can be keeping you stuck in your relationships, both personally and professionally, and how it prevents you from releasing resentment and finding joy. Each week, I share practical and some not-so-practical tips, tools, and advice from myself and other people that are on this journey just like us. This is for you if you are ready to turn your pain into peace. Welcome to the Forgive Yourself Podcast. So I'd like to start out with distinguishing between healthy guilt and unhealthy guilt. Now, healthy guilt typically arises from a genuine recognition, right, of a moral or an ethical, we'll call it a lapse. It often stems from our own values and our own conscience. Now, it serves as a constructive emotion that prompts us to acknowledge our mistakes and take corrective action. Healthy guilt can motivate us you know, in taking positive behavior change, and it encourages us to make amends or to rectify the situation. Now, once this issue is resolved, healthy guilt then diminishes, allowing us to move forward without lingering negative emotions. Whereas unhealthy guilt can arise from irrational or unwarranted sources, like unrealistic expectations, anybody got those? Self-criticism or external pressures, you know, things that happen to us in life. Now, it often lacks a clear moral or ethical basis. And if you haven't noticed, unhealthy guilt lingers for a long time and it festers and it grows and it can turn into shame. Now, guilt can manifest in many forms. So what I'd like to do is I would like to talk about some of the categories for each of these, for healthy guilt and unhealthy guilt. And you're going to notice that there's a lot more unhealthy guilt than healthy guilt. So let's start off with healthy guilt. Now, one of them is called moral guilt. This type of guilt arises from violating your moral or a person's moral or ethical principles. It serves as a healthy reminder to uphold values and to do what is right. So, for example, 
It's healthy to feel guilty after telling a lie or cheating in a game. That's a form of moral guilt, right? It's where we, it's a healthy reminder that, oh yeah, because we feel kind of icky when we do that. Now, the second healthy guilt is empathetic guilt. Empathetic guilt is feeling guilty for actions or circumstances that have caused harm or distress to others. And what it does is it reflects empathy and the desire to make amends. So an example would be feeling guilty for unintentionally hurting someone's feelings. We would feel bad and then we would want to say, oh oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Now the third one is accountability guilt. When we are responsible for a specific task or obligation and we fail to fulfill it, we may experience accountability guilt. So this type of guilt motivates us to take responsibility and correct our actions, right? That's the accountability piece. So now I'd like to talk about the types of unhealthy guilt. And, you know, I've narrowed it down to six categories (laughs) so that we could kind of just talk about these few because there's actually more, if you can believe that. Now, the first one is called excessive guilt. This often occurs when individuals blame themselves excessively for things beyond their control. So an example would be in work situations, not getting a project done because, you know, you became sick or a family member became sick or the kids became sick and you had to take care of them or something came up that is beyond your control and you had to take care of it first. So the excessive guilt would be unhealthy because you didn't have any control over this family members or yourself getting sick. So therefore, is that guilt good guilt? No, especially when it's excessive. Now, the second type of unhealthy guilt that a lot of us can relate to is parental guilt. Now, parents may experience guilt for various reasons, like not spending enough time with the kids or making what we perceive as parenting mistakes. Now, while some parental guilt can be constructive, excessive guilt can be harmful to both the parent and the child. Now, the parental guilt is something, when I was sharing this with a group of women that came up and had a lot of guilt and shame to it, and so we're going to do a separate episode on parental guilt because I think it's important to be able to really dive a little bit deeper into some of these guilts because not only do we have, like I'm a mom and, you know, not only have I had guilt in the past for the perceived mistakes that I made as a parent and the mistakes I made as a parent, but also we also have guilt from our parents having us feel guilty. Anybody relate to that? Anybody have the mom guilt or the dad guilt? You didn't call me. How come you didn't call me? I'm always having to call you. That kind of thing to simplify it. But parental guilt can really go deep and it is something that can also cause shame. We can kind of take this guilt and turn it into I'm a bad parent and I don't want that for you. Because most of the time we're doing the best we can with the information that we have. And when we know better, we do better. 
And so as parents, we can learn and we can do things a little differently as we learn to grow. But I really want to encourage you as parents that you did the best you could. And unless you intentionally, intentionally harmed your children, that the guilt may not be good for you to hold on to. Because sometimes, like in my case, I was thinking I messed up, right? Because I spent part of my children's upbringing drinking and I, you know, made mistakes in in that respect as far as driving drunk, um, leaving them alone sometimes. And that was healthy guilt because what I did was wrong. However, the unhealthy guilt means that I, if I am feeling bad for thinking I was a bad parent for not spending time with them. And then my children come to me and say, no, mom, you spent a lot of time with us. What are you talking about? That, my friends, is unhealthy guilt. When we're beating ourselves up over what we perceive as a wrong, when really the kids don't see it that way. So I hope that makes sense. And we'll dive a little bit deeper into this as I do a little bit more research on it. Because I feel that parental guilt is something that we could all benefit from learning more about. Now, the next unhealthy guilt is perfectionism-driven guilt. Perfectionists tend to set unrealistically high standards for themselves, anybody relate, and then feel guilty when they fall short. This type of guilt can lead to chronic self-criticism and anxiety. Okay, so I had that. And that's really kind of what froze me in my business in the beginning was the fact of I really had a high standard for myself and I really couldn't get things out there unless I felt it was perfect. And it almost can turn into shame, right? This perfectionism driven guilt, because if I feel like it's not good enough and I feel bad, then that I'm not producing and I'm not being as good as Susie over there or this person over, over this other place, then that can turn into who I think I am. And that's shame. And so I want us to all be careful of this perfectionism driven guilt and notice when you have it. And we'll talk about some things here soon about what we can do about it. The next one is survivor's guilt. Survivor's guilt occurs when someone feels guilty for surviving a traumatic event or situation when others did not. It can be especially challenging for individuals who experience a disaster, accident, or tragedy. The other part of survivor's guilt that we were talking about in this group was the fact of also first-generation children uh, that come to this country can also have survivor's guilt. Um, Because as they succeed and they go to college or they create businesses, then they can feel guilty and almost sabotage themselves because their parents never had this opportunity. So we really want to be able to take a look at where we're feeling any kind of survivor guilt. So for instance, too, if we make it in our business and some of our colleagues or our friends don't, this can also be a form of survivor guilt. If we get promotions and and these people that we care about do not and they're floundering or they lose a business or they lose a job, that can be a form of survivor guilt. 
So we really want to be able to recognize that. The fifth one of unhealthy guilt is cultural or religious guilt. Now, cultural or religious expectations and beliefs can sometimes lead to guilt when individuals feel they are not meeting societal or religious standards. This guilt can be particularly challenging to navigate, and we really want to honor and be careful around this cultural or religious guilt. I've had several clients that have worked with me, and one of the biggest things that they worked on was the cultural guilt. The cultural guilt in their family and in their in their communities that had them feeling guilty for making money, for having an education, and for being who they wanted to be in the world. So this one is a really, I think we want to be careful how we navigate this, but it definitely is something that we want to be able to recognize and see how we can work with it. And then the sixth one is manipulative guilt. Now, unhealthy guilt can also be imposed on individuals by others as a form of manipulation. This occurs when someone tries to make another person feel guilty to gain control or advantage. Okay, so not only in business, but if you've gone through a situation, probably, and so for instance, I spent a good majority of my life codependent. I call myself a recovering codependent. And what I seemed to choose was relationships where the other person was very controlling, whether it was a intimate relationship or friendships. And so I would feel manipulated. And then of course, I learned to manipulate too. I learned to manipulate two ways. One was out of safety. I learned to manipulate my way. So what I did was conform to them, which is a form of manipulation, hiding myself and my true feelings, causing resentment, but also manipulating my way so that I could feel safe. Now that's unhealthy because what it causes is guilt. And we don't want that. We don't want to feel that guilt. What guilt causes in our bodies is chaotic and it causes us to suffer. So unhealthy guilt can be intense and overwhelming. It can linger long after any reasonable need for self-correction has passed. It can be disproportionate. And that's the one thing to remember. It can be this unhealthy guilt is disproportionate to the situation. So instead of motivating positive change, like healthy guilt does, unhealthy guilt can lead to negative consequences, such as anxiety, self-doubt, and low self-esteem. It may interfere with your overall well-being and decision-making versus what healthy guilt does is, like we said a bit ago, it motivates positive behavior change, and it encourages us to make amends or rectify the situation. Because once the issue is resolved, healthy guilt diminishes, allowing us to move forward without lingering negative emotions. So what we can do to assess whether you have healthy or unhealthy guilt in your life or in your career or business, we can ask ourselves some questions. But before we do that, what I'd like to do is share a story with you 
about unhealthy guilt to see how it resonates with you, and then we'll get into the questions. So I'd like to share this story about a client that came to me, and I'm going to call her Emma. Emma was a very highly accomplished entrepreneur in the marketing field. She was known for her dedication, attention to detail, and her ability to consistently deliver outstanding results for her clients, right? Probably you too. Emma was driven by a desire to excel in her career and her work often demanded long hours and extensive travel. Now, as her career soared, Emma began to experience overwhelming feelings of guilt. She would feel guilty when she be, when she missed her daughter's soccer games, when she couldn't attend family gatherings, or had to cancel plans with friends. Even when she was with her loved ones, her mind would be preoccupied with work-related concerns. Can any of you relate to that? Now, one day, Emma's daughter, Mia, which is a name I made up, had a really important school event that Emma had to miss due to a last-minute client meeting. As she watched her daughter perform on stage via, you know, the a video, Emma was consumed by guilt. She knew she had crossed a line. Now, she felt guilty. She felt that tug. She knew she crossed a line for herself, but she didn't change. And over time, Emma's guilt began to affect her job performance. She would overcommit to her projects to compensate for her perceived inadequacies as a mother and a daughter and a friend, leading to burnout. Her relationships strained as she struggled to balance her work and personal life. And this is when Emma came to me. And in working together, this is what she found. Emma was able to feel heard and understood with a ton of empathy, which is so important for all of us, especially when we're feeling guilty. She learned that some guilt can be a motivator, yet excessive guilt can be detrimental. She recognized that her guilt was unhealthy and stemmed from hidden beliefs and patterns that she had learned from childhood, and she had learned to place unrealistic expectations on herself from her parents' behaviors. She learned to redefine her priorities and set boundaries in work and her personal life because our work and our personal life go hand in hand. She learned it's not a weakness to seek guidance and support and that in doing so, she was not alone. In fact, she thrived in feeling like she could ask for help. So this one was important to let you know about because she recognized that her guilt was unhealthy because it stemmed from hidden beliefs and patterns. Now, guilt, right, a healthy guilt is when we have done something wrong, like we know we've intentionally done something wrong. The unhealthy guilt is when we don't have any control over it. So this is how it can show up in our lives. And this is why I wanted to talk about this because it can be sneaky like that. She was feeling a heavy, heavy, heavy burden of guilt that really was unhealthy for her. And it wasn't really her fault because she didn't know enough yet 
to locate or notice or be aware of these beliefs and patterns that were running her life. So what we can do now to discover where you may be feeling guilty, it can be helpful to ask some introspective questions. And that's what we're going to do now. So these questions that I'm going to ask you can help you identify specific areas or situations in your life where guilt may be present. So here we go. And you can pause this. If you're not driving, you can pause this podcast and and take some time and write these down. Or, you know, you can listen to this later, but I highly recommend you taking some time because this women's group found this to be phenomenal for healing their guilt. So here's the first one. Do I often feel guilty about things related to my work or career? Okay. And you can also, if you don't have a job, you can say in your life, but you can, what I'd like you to do is look back at your work or career or look at it and ask, do I feel guilty about things related to it? And what are these specific situations or aspects? Okay. Like I just talked about, uh, it could be not asking for help, right? It could be that I feel guilty. Like I need to do it all myself. I feel guilty if I have to ask for help. Another reason could be that I feel guilty because I feel like I need to do more work than take time with my family. And then I feel guilty for taking time with my family, but I'm irritated when I take time with the family. And so then I feel guilty for feeling irritated, right? See how it can just grow and fester. So take some time and feel into and think about where do you feel guilty in your work or career? Number two, How does guilt manifest itself in your thoughts and emotions? What do you tell yourself when you feel guilty? Okay. So it's important for you, and this is each person is individual in this, because our thoughts and our emotions can be very personal. So sometimes when we go back to cultural, there can be cultural guilt, right? as far as our parents or families and the expectations that they have. So what is your self-talk? When you feel guilty, what do you think about? What is that kind of probably vicious voice? And how stressed do you feel? How does it feel in your body? And what are the words that you hear? This is creating awareness. So number three, are there any relationships in your personal or professional life where you frequently experience guilt? And then what are the dynamics in these relationships? So in business, when we talked about the relationships that the relationship that I felt in my professional life that I experienced guilt was not getting information to my virtual assistant who works beautifully and efficiently. I don't get her the information that she needs on time. And part of that is because I have a family obligation, my husband has a health condition. And so sometimes that takes precedence over being able to do the work. However, I still feel guilty for it. 
because I said I would do it and yet something out of my control. So, right, this is, this is where we get into the unhealthy guilt. Something out of my control is causing me not to be able to follow through. So I'm not doing it intentionally, but what I am doing is causing myself chaos because I'm feeling guilty. Okay. We can also feel guilty in our personal lives around like our food choices or not enough exercise. Does it, do any of you beat yourself up over those things? Important to write these down, all of them. And, and really think about what are the dynamics in this relationship? Like I just shared, is it in your control or out of your control? Now, the next question is, am I holding on to past mistakes or regrets that continue to make me feel guilty? What can I learn from these experiences? This is a big one because usually all of us have some sort of a regret or something we feel we've done wrong. Now, we may have done a lot of work on it, so the, you know, the ouch factor could be lower. Yet, is there anything there? Because this is really important. Because when anything is hanging out in the past, we're giving energy to that, and we're not able to be present. The next question is, have I set unrealistic expectations for myself? or allowed others to set expectations that lead to feelings of guilt. Expectations, my friend, cause suffering. Expectations of myself and expectations of others. So this is where we really want to dive deep, right? Because this is where we can bring in that parental guilt One of my clients was saying, I'm a horrible parent because I'm not paying attention to my child. It makes me feel guilty. Okay, so what can you do in those cases? If I've set an unrealistic expectation, like I think I can get all my work done and spend time with my child, but I can't spend time with my child because I have this deadline, and then I feel guilty for not getting to the deadline. I feel guilty for the get. See how crazy this is? So really think about, have you set any unrealistic expectations? Are you really looking at things realistically and in a healthy way so that you don't have such a high expectation or allow others to set expectations on you? So another way to think about this is families can set expectations on us, especially with the upcoming holidays, right? So families can expect us to do things a certain way when maybe we don't want to do them that way, but we will feel guilty because we're not following through. Okay, we're going to talk about boundaries in a second, but this is where we get to practice having boundaries, right? And then the last two questions are, Are there recurring patterns in my life where guilt tends to surface? Are these patterns healthy or unhealthy? And so these patterns in your life, so you can look at relationships, you can look at jobs, you can look at how you've acted in certain situations. Is there the same kind of pattern that's showing up? Because is it, I'm not good enough. So I'm working really hard and trying to prove myself. I'm breaking my body down in the meanwhile, and I'm sick all the time, or now I've got these aches and pains and ailments. Oh, 
I see a pattern there. So this is important to see, can you recognize any patterns in your life? And ask yourself, are they healthy or unhealthy? And the last question is, how does guilt impact my overall well-being, decision-making, and ability to achieve my goals? Okay. So this one's a really big one. How does guilt impact my overall well-being, decision-making, and ability to achieve my goals? It's really important to be able to know the cost. When we know the cost, how guilt affects us, how it can motivate us in a positive way, but how it doesn't motivate us, then maybe we can be willing to make some changes. Right? So by asking yourself these questions and engaging in some really honest self-reflection, you get to gain a deeper understanding of where you may be feeling guilt in your life. When you can identify the source and the nature of your guilt, that is the crucial first step in addressing and managing it effectively, whether it's related to your personal life, career, relationships, or any other aspects, right? So now here's some things that we can do to get us started on feeling better about our guilt because there isn't a real magic potion or a pill we can take when it comes to guilt. It's individual. But what we can do is we sure can start thinking differently and acting differently. And we can start talking back to some of those things that we are hearing in our head, the habitual talk that we have learned to tell ourselves to beat ourselves up. We can change that. So here's what we can do. Number one is self-reflection. Spend some time, please, in quiet reflection. And journaling is powerful. There's scientific proof that it helps change things. So journaling, so you can identify situations or instances where you have experienced guilt in your personal life or your business or your career. Write these experiences in detail, including the circumstances, your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions at that time. Okay, we're creating awareness. Number two, define your values. By clarifying your core values and beliefs when it comes to your career or business and personal life, it gives you a blueprint. So you can ask yourself questions like, what do I stand for in my professional life? What do I stand for in my personal life? And then what are my priorities and principles? When you can understand your values, it can help you evaluate whether your guilt aligns with your authentic self or not. Number three is create a guilt journal. (laughs) I know, I love this because as I was thinking about this, I'm like, you know, we we have journals for everything, gratitude journals and different things. But, you know, let's, let's try this. Create a guilt journal where you can really write down instances of guilt as they arise. This way, you can notice the triggers, your reactions, and the impact it has on your decisions and well-being. Because over time, you will be able to notice patterns that can help you distinguish that healthy and unhealthy guilt. And then number four is seek feedback. This is important. 
reach out to trusted friends or mentors or colleagues and ask for their perspective on your guilt-related issues. Now, ask trusted. The key here is trusted. So they can offer you insights and different viewpoints that can help you gauge whether your guilt is justified or maybe it's misplaced, right? Maybe it's not where you need to be spending your energy. Number five is practice mindfulness. Engage in mindfulness or meditation exercises to become more aware of your thoughts and emotions. This is where mindfulness can come in because if I don't sit with myself, I don't know myself. Then I'm really relying on other people to tell me who I am. Because when we can sit with ourselves, and we can call it mindfulness or whatever you want to call it, it can help you observe guilt as it arises. And then you can decide whether it serves as a constructive purpose or it is detrimental to your well-being. See, now we're taking responsibility. So we go through these and we're, we're making awareness. But now we're learning, hmm, when I get to know myself, I can start to take responsibility for my choices, my actions, my responses. Number six is consult a coach or a therapist. So you've got, you know, you've got that you can contact trusted friends or mentors or colleagues, but if it runs pretty deep, like if you're noticing it keeps repeating, really consider working with a professional coach or therapist and because they can provide you guidance, tools, and strategies to help you identify and manage that unhealthy guilt. So number seven is in business, you can compare your industry standards and benchmarks to determine if your feelings of guilt, if you have feelings of guilt within your business, right? You can kind of research your industry standards and see if these feelings of guilt are in line with what is considered reasonable or typical in your field. And this can help you gauge whether your guilt is excessive or maybe it's appropriate. And then we have practice self-compassion. Cultivate self-compassion by treating yourself with kindness and understanding. When you experience guilt, ask yourself how you would respond to a friend in a similar situation. This can help you differentiate between self-imposed guilt and empathy for others. Okay. And then the last one is set boundaries. Establish clear boundaries in your work and personal life. Overcommitting or taking on too much can lead to feelings of guilt. Learning to say no as a complete sentence and prioritize self-care can be essential in managing guilt effectively because that was one of the things that came up in this women's group was feeling so guilty for taking care of themselves. And I really encourage you Really, really encourage you that put that oxygen mask mask on first, because that's what self-care is. It's not bad. It's actually what we need. So my friend, remember that guilt is a complex emotion and it's normal to experience it from time to time, right? The key is to assess whether it is helping you make ethical decisions and motivating positive actions, which is healthy guilt, or if it is holding you back and causing unnecessary stress, which is unhealthy guilt. So these questions and these solutions or these guiding steps that we just talked about 
can assist you in gaining clarity and can help you take appropriate steps to address and manage guilt in your personal and your professional life. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and please let me know what you think about it. What kind of guilt do you have, healthy or unhealthy? And what can you do about that? You can use some of these things we just talked about, self-compassion and journaling and noticing and taking responsibility. And I'm with you in this. We're walking this road together and I'm so happy you're here. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy it, would you do me a favor and share this episode and then follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss one episode of the Forgive Yourself podcast, where every Friday you will get tips, tools, and stories so that you can turn your pain into peace. Take care. Thank you.